Welcome to Dice Carnival! Today, we will be playing House of Lament from Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. If this is your first time tuning in, we would love for you to check out our previous adventure. But if you're just here for the spooks, you're in the right place. Please leave a good rating, if you can, as well as subscribe and follow us on Twitter. All links will be in the description. Thank you, and enjoy the show! This adventure is a bit spooky, and touches on some darker themes. Consider yourself warned. In the greenest of our valleys, by good angels tenanted, once a fair and stately place, radiant palace reared its head. In the monarch thought's dominion, it stood there. Never seraph spread opinion, fabric half so fair. Banners yellow, glorious golden, on its roof did float and flow. This, all this, was in the olden time long ago. And every gentle air that dallied in that sweet day, along the ramparts plumed and pallid, a winged odor went away. Wanderers in the happy valley, two luminous windows saw, spirits moving musically to a lute's well-tuned law. Round about a throne were sitting, Porphyrogeny, in state his glory well befitting, the ruler of the realm was seen, and all with pearl and ruby glowing was the fair palace door, through which came flowing, 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 a sparkling evermore, a troop of echoes whose sweet duty was but to sing, and voices of surpassing beauty, the wit and wisdom of their king. But evil things and robes of sorrow assailed the monarch's high estate. Ah, let us mourn, for never morrow shall dawn upon him desolate. And round his home, that glory that blushed and bloomed is but a dim-remembered story of the old time entombed. And travelers now within the valley, through the red litten window see, vast forms that move fantastically to a discordant melody, wall like a ghastly rapid river through the pale door. A hideous throng rush is out forever, and laugh, but smile no more. Edgar Allan Poe. We begin this evening above an old estate. Lightning flashes far above a dry storm, which offers only an eerie ambiance. No rain falls upon the house of lament. Sagging, creaking in the brisk wind, we drift away from a roofed chimney, away beyond the house towards a pier in which a boat floats 
a houseboat written on the side says the Paracori Investicori machine <laughs> within this window is a figure leaning on the back of the boat two snowing forms lay in hammocks while another lies down in a milk crate with a couple of padding packed into it. Donald snoring. The empty bed next to them, reminiscent of Alan's insomnia as he feverishly works in the dead of the night, twisting and winding clockwork contraptions, testing voltages, testing elements. Alan as you lean down above your creation, still in its works, what's going through your mind as you feverishly work? I will not let Gnord's death be in vain. He's done too much for us. Too much for the Gripply. over for a cup of water next to a plate with a burnt turtle-shaped scone on it. Just huh. wipe away a tear. I'll show that fire. I'll show it what fire can do. And you attach a sort of elemental tank to the base of your weapon. Your creation. Now what? Sure, faint rumble of thunder above. As you can tell, it is still late at night. Only now that you look in front of your latest creation, this device with all these nozzles and switches and gadgets on it, Extending with a long barrel. It's a place to hold it and pump it and rest it against your shoulder. It's clearly inspired. Perhaps you have been working on this for a while, but needed that inspiration, that motivation to get it done. But now that you're here, and who knows what ungodly time it is at night, you begin to feel your eyes grow heavy. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, have I fixed my crabs tools yet? You could spend a bit of a, bit of time on them. I'll do that. They're mostly okay. They simply need to be cleaned, maybe a, a few springs rewound. Fortunately, the damage to them was not that bad. But they're still soot covered and the casing's a little bit warped by the fire. You're not sure if you'll ever get that little bit out. Alright. I'm just gonna go to the outside of the houseboat and sit down and wait for sunrise, I guess. As you sit there, 
at the edge of your seat. You hear the sound of Godonald kind of peeking through the door and seeing them just kind of sprawled out in their milk crate. How the blankets on top of them. You sit there and wait for sunrise to come, staring onto the eastern horizon. But your eyes begin to grow heavy. Do you find sleep takes you? For a while, you don't know where you are. It's a quiet dream. A restful sleep. And the noise begins to filter in. Voices you can be heard as though muffled from a door. But none sound distressed. And you hear a sound. You, you feel something in your hand. Some mechanism in front of you. As though you could push it. Do you? Yes. Ding dong. You remember why you're here. As you stand in front of a house. You can see that there are magical lanterns decorating on their way towards a suburban street. The furnishings of this house are splendid. Eloquently, brightly, but not ostentatiously colored. And a warm interior is lit by magical lamplight. Here they... As the door opens, you remember why you are here. You're a salesman, a gnomish salesman, here to sell your latest vacuum cleaning contraption. And you see a woman look down at you and smile and say, Hello, may I help you? Hello, um, I'm Alan, and I would like to present um, this invention for sale, actually. <coughs> you think, Excuse you me. look, and you pull like in your lap or... For thinking, you thought maybe it was something else, like some sort of flamethrower or something, but no, it's a handheld vacuum cleaning device. And she says, oh, oh well, um, certainly, I, 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 I was told someone called and said that they were going to be debuting. Um, please come inside. We have guests over right now, um, but please don't mind them or the children. Uh, come, okay. come inside. Thank, thank you. And you step within. As you make inside, you see that the woman is wearing a pair of gloves, like that of a gardening implement in a sort of uh, canvas apron tied behind her back in a sort of floral print. A little bit of dirt smudged on her face, and she says, I'm terribly sorry, I was just attending to the uh, conservatory. Um, certainly. Uh, if you wouldn't mind waiting right here, uh, I'll, I'll go fetch my husband. Oh, dirt, that's fine, thank you. You begin making your way up, and as you stand in this hallway, the bright colors around you, it's, it's weird. The colors are maybe a little bit too bright for you. You begin to feel a little suspicious of your surroundings. But you put that to the back of your mind for now. You hear, you see something peeking around the corner, up the banister staircase, looking down at you. Um, hello? And with that, you see a small childish form 
that of a young girl suddenly pop their head back and you hear the sounds of footsteps running up the carpeted stairs. <sighs> so true. Just as you look up, you suddenly hear a creaking behind you and your heart stops for a second, almost being reminded of some terror of a place you that seems familiar, but you can't quite draw on it. And you are startled for a second as you see a tall figure looking down at you, petting a cat, and says, Hello. <laughs> Sorry. This lurching figure looks down at you seven feet tall, dressed in uh, a butler's attire. Oh, um, yes, I was, um, I was here to present an adventure. Uh, I heard the husband would be coming down. I am not him. Oh, um, I was told to take you to the parlor. If you will follow me. Oh, uh, certainly. Alan, as you see him turn and walk, you could swear that you saw some sort of pendant of his tucked into his shirt. Strange, kind of triangular, but before you get too much of a look, he tucks it in and begins leading the way a little bit of cloth draped on his arm. He opens your way into a room that seems familiar. Oh, what a very nice parlor. Make yourself comfortable. All right. The, ma the lord and lady of the house will be with you soon. And he continues to pet the cat as he walks out. And then you feel the ground rumble beneath your feet. And there's a flickering of all the lights in the room. Uh, what was that? You hear another uh. thunderous rumble from outside. And all the lights flicker again. You see one of them scatter in this sort of uh, silver mist fills out. Something's outside. Something's happening out there. Oh, is there a window I can peek through? Uh, you were standing in the parlor room, but yeah, you, you simply need to, would have to run uh, past the foyer, and perhaps maybe you could look out the door that you entered from. Oh yeah, I'll do that. Oh. The ground oh. rumbles again, and you see the chandelier in the center of this parlor, the paintings kind of twist and turn, all of them staring straight ahead. And as you begin to rush forward, you come to the doorknob and you leap and leap until you catch the handle, clearly not made for gnomish accommodations. And you open it up. As you open the door, you begin to see a blue light glowing brighter and brighter. Other houses, you see splinters flying up as just a blue wave of force and light you can see coming towards you. And you have but a few seconds to shout, scream, or try to find cover before the blast hits you. And you wake up with a scream. <laughs> Godonald. Oh, what? 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 Alan? <laughs> Alan? And I run out there. You have a dream as well. Oh. <laughs> as you're shouting this into the darkness, 
wandering for a second, you suddenly find a a chair thrown underneath you, and the mm-hmm. interior space begin to light. You find yourself within a dining room. You hear the sound of music played on a salvage speaker. You look at the attire you're wearing, and you see that you are wearing chunks of metal bone in a skull mantle on, on top of your hat, and there are others seated at the table as well, dressed regally in warlord attire, rested scrap armor, but insignia define, defining the battles they've won in the lives they've taken, in the territories they have claimed. You sit within a house that seems familiar to you as well, and, and, and you know your name's Godonald, you... You know who you are, you you think, but everyone seems to be chatting and muttering and socializing with each other like a noble gathering among these warlord leaders, these these, uh, wastelanders, if you will. The window you can see outside of this dining room area shows a stark desert landscape, ruined and damaged and, and dry and drought, droughted, dehydrated. Uh, and, and, and what do you do as you, you see this? There's food sitting on there, a mix of, of fresh produce that smells indicadent, as well as many canned and bagged and sealed containers of food as well that some have already begun kind of digging into as well. If no one's directly talking to me, I will listen in on what everyone else is talking about because I'm very confused about the situation. Absolutely. As you kind of, you know, look at the clearly a feast of some sort, layered out of some sort of old world food, the interior of this house seems dilapidated and patched. People seem to be talking about politics and strategy and conquest and battles that they've won the children they've sired and the ones that have lived to adulthood perhaps to be rulers as well but you find yourself in an awkward situation like you're at a party where you don't know anyone but then you hear a scream you see the biggest individual standing there a blade thrust out of their chest as they slam onto a stacked pile of tuna cans. And you see a figure standing there, adorned in red armor and silvery hair billowing down her back. She stands there and says, I see now that you've accepted my invitation. You see, some of them begin drawing blades, but many of them are hesitant and afraid. Clearly not as tough as they make themselves seem, the way they talk. You are all cowards and traitors. And I, I won't stand for it anymore. I, this is my home. This is my family's estate. And you, you have crossed me, and with that, a head goes flying across the table. Godonald, do you do anything? First of all, 
can I take can I take a quick moment to kind of recall who she is if I know anything? You don't recognize this woman at all. But as you are analyzing her features, she locks eyes with you and begins walking towards your boosted seat. And she says, and you, you don't even belong here. And she thrusts the blade at your neck and you feel it sink in and the vision of your eyes just blacken out. Before I black out, can I just kind of just grab her wrist back? You grab onto her wrist, and as you grab a hold of it, her muscles are tensed and taut. It's covered in this sort of rusted, kind of rust-red plate armor, or ringed armor. And as you grab a hold of it, you just feel the cold metal and the coldness of the blade as you bleed out. And then you come to a moment later, unable to move, cold, helpless, the wound still bleeding from your neck. And you feel a body drag, or a hand drag your body across the floor, as you can only witness, across the house. You look up at the ceiling as you hear the sounds of planks pried upwards. You hear a voice say, and you go, and you get kicked into a floor space. You land inside. You look up as you see the same figure that slayed you, covered in blood now, begin hammering boards above you, blocking out more and more of the light. Donald, you can only watch. What's going on through your mind? I have no idea what's going on. I've never done or even thought of having a single conquest in my life. I've only been one to guard, to protect, and the kind of person who she said that that I am, that's, that's not it. And I'm she very confused. As she's about to lay down the final floorboard of your casket, you hear her say, Thetic. And you are trapped in the darkness. And then you begin to hear the whispers. One of us, why? I love Joe. Mother, why? Yes, come. No, please. And all these whispers, this cacophony beneath the floorboards. You feel trapped. And you can move your arms now. You, you, you begin to feel about on the outsides of, of, of this, this, this space that you've been shoved into, and you feel the exterior of it like a coffin. I'd like to try to get out. You begin to push and you lean up on there, but the wood hardly even creaks above you, and then you start hearing the sound of trickling liquid as a rancid, acidic odor hits your nose. And you begin to see that the space you are in begins filling up with some sort of sticky, red, rancid liquid. Alan, as you look over towards Godonald's bed, it is empty, and the door is open. Uh, uh, Godonald? Godonald. Do you scream? Me? Yeah. 
I, of course I'm screaming. I get, get, get Alan, someone. Somewhere out towards the house, you hear screaming. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. Wow. Um. Yeah. I'll start. I'll start slowly walking and, over. And this is like as soon as like you woke up and like screamed from your nightmare. Okay. <sighs> what? Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll start slowly creeping over to the house. As you are creeping over, you hear another shout. It sounds like Donald coming in that direction, like they're in distress. Oh, shit. <laughs> Someone, get me out of here! Get me out of here! I'm, I'm gonna drown! Help! All right, I run you faster. You hear it only faintly and muffled, though. And you, you do, you pick it up, and you, you sling your uh, flamethrower onto your back, and you just begin entering a full gnomish sprint. Nord. Hello. You are lying on a tiled floor, dreaming, dreaming dreams that are not your own, thinking thoughts that don't belong to you, but to others, the cacophony whispering to you. Some are afraid, some are gluttonous and joyful, but only in the most sinister of ways. Some. There's almost an element of hope, albeit a desperate one. But your your dreams, since you've dozed off in this alien space, have left you tossing and turning until you wake up and you think that you hear a scream. Hello? You hear a... You look towards the door that enters this bathroom, this marble-tiled bathroom. And you see that the door is trying to break open something on the other side. The chain and deadlock kind of keeping it shut for now, but you hear creaking in the wood. You look over I'm to gonna... a spectral white form behind you that says, Run. Shit. Can I run? Where can I go? Uh, you look around in the only other space, and here is the space you came in. Gonna go back in, back in the chimney. You you pause for a moment as you shiver at your memories within that chimney space. Still the floor stained from where you climbed out, but then you hear the <laughs> and you hear the creaking and cracking of metal, and you just leap in and you slide down the chimney until <laughs> Alan. As you're running your way through, you've, you've run along the side of the porch as you saw a door open, and, and seeming to see that as the source of what's opened, you run into the space and are almost startled, and you raise your uh, flamethrower towards the oven as a cloud of dust billows out of it. Nord, you clear it away, heart racing, and you look over towards Alan, who's pointing a gun at you. Hey, whoa, hey. Uh, no need, buddy. Nord? Yeah? I thought you died. Don't you trust me? No. 
I'm gonna break down in tears, run over, and hug him. I'm gonna hug him. You run over. <laughs> you, the two of you run to each other and just kind of hug for a moment. Alan, you get covered in soot for Nord is still kind of covered in it. Yep. But then you hear a scream again, a little louder this time. Get me out of here. And you start hearing the sounds of thumping coming from a door. Oh, right. The fireplace. What is that? Wait, it's coming from the door of the fireplace? Near the fireplace. Near the oh. fireplace. Okay. Oh, right. I heard Godonald, I heard Godonald screaming. I think he's trapped somewhere. Oh, damn. I'm going to follow that noise. <laughs> yeah, follow the noise. All right. And as you go ahead and you run open to the sort of old, sort of creaked, uh, termite-eaten door, and as you open it up, you see stairs descending to the right and down. Of course, down. Of course it's a basement. Uh, of course it's a basement. It's always the basement. Alright, let's go, let's go. Is that where Ganon's voice is coming from? It seemed to have, and you hear the sound of thumping below. Alright, we're going. We're going. Godonald, you are inside of, of this, this this wooden container, and you 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 are beginning to struggle to breathe, as as uh, you're trying to spit this rancid, sour liquid out of your mouth. What what would you like to do? Uh, I I'd like to if I can, I'd like to hit it. I'd like to break it. I'd like to break it. Roll an athletics check. Athletics. As you just try to kick and push and shove your way out of whatever this is. Okay, the dice are being nice to me this time. 18. 18. You push and push, but you feel like there's the weight of the world above you. you lean against it as you creak towards it. Thoughts begin to creep into your mind. Images of a grave six feet deep. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Shit. Donald. You're almost out of air. Um, do we hear it? Do we know where it is? What do you do, Godonald? You're not able to break out of here. Could if could I potentially use the vines created by nature's wrath to break myself out? Do or they do... deal damage? Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't deal damage. Uh, where's is it possible to like plug where the where the sticky, possibly blood liquid is coming from? You don't know where it's coming from. It's just rising. Okay, can I try? So I can't attack it. No. All you can do is hold your breath. I hold my breath. Alan, Nord, the screaming stops as you run down into a cellar. Oh, don't go away now. What do we see? And with in this space, creaking stairs that lead down into a damp cobweb-draped cellar containing a dusty rack and eight-foot-tall wine turns, wine tons. One of the casks has burst, covering the stone floor with crimson stains. Oh my god. Two more remain shut, but you could swear there's a trickle coming from one of them. Um, oh man. Just red liquid dripping mm. down. I'm gonna stomp on the floor. Odor. I'm gonna stomp on the floor to to signal that we need to know. We need more thuds. Can I start prying the floorboards up with my? Uh, you look around and it is just it is just stone cobble down here. 
Um, roll me an investigation check if you're gonna try to look around. Yes, sir. Can I also roll? You can. Okay. 16. Oh, fuck. Seven. 16, baby! As you are running around trying to look through here, uh, Alan, you begin kind of prying all the floorboards. You begin pulling out like a crowbar or some sort of similar implement, a crab tool, if you will, and begin testing all the flagstones, tapping on them, trying to find a hollow space. With another door in here, and just as you're about to run that way, Nord, you hear maybe a faint tap or a rumble or disturbance from one of the wine tons. Oh boy. Uh, let me, I want to see that there's like a latch on the front of the barrel, like where the tap is. A latch? Can I lash out and hit the side of, of, of my coffin in desperation? You kick the side of the coffin, and from that same wine ton, you hear a deep thud. I'm going to do it. I'm going to open the <gasps> thing. All right, go ahead and roll me a check with your thieves' tools. Uh, how the heck do I do that? Uh, do you have thieves' tools on you? I do. Wait, do I? Oh, wait. Yes, I do. All right. Are you proficient with... I imagine you're proficient with them. Are you an expert with them? Uh, I don't know how I tell. I know I have proficiencies with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure you are. I think you took that at level one. Okay. Um, uh, go ahead and you just go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Add twice your proficiency as well. Proficiency is... That's a plus four, my dude. Well, that sucks. That's a total of seven. Seven total, including dex? Uh, yes. All right. Uh, yeah, you, you, Alan, you see uh, Gdondal begin, or Nord trying to, to break into here. Do you say anything, Nord, to Alan, as you're trying to, like, find a way to pry it open? It's an old rusty lock, though. Is it helpful, the fact that I've just been kind Gdondal, of kicking? you're unaware of the surroundings outside. I'll get to you in a second, Alan. Gnard, what's going on? Get me in here. Oh, okay. Here. Um. All right, I'll hand him the crab's tools. <laughs> you toss him the crab tools. Go ahead and roll again, Nord. So, dexterity. Oh, hey, that's a lot better. Uh, that's a total of 25. <laughs> you go ahead and you, you see the crab tool as it... Alan tosses it in the air, pulls out this buzzsaw, the same one used as a can opener. And you're like, maybe I can't pick the lock, but maybe I can saw the lock off. And you... <laughs> Alan, you hear... Or, Gadonald, you hear a rumbling sound. And a moment later, you feel the pressure release as both Alan and Nord, you stand back as there's just a flow of red, spoiled wine-turned-vinegar rushing out and Gadonald sprawling onto the floor of the cellar. <gasps> oh my god, oh my paragon! <gasps> I breathe, breath, breathing. I'm alive. Your sinuses and eyes and ears hurt from all the acid. Uh -huh. Well, that would explain the noise. How did you get here? Uh, how, 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 how did I, how did I, I, I heard... I heard you scream, but I didn't. I didn't go anywhere. I, uh, it doesn't I, matter. Here, let me help you. Um, <sighs> should I cure wounds here or just do medicine check? Um, 
I mean, roll a medicine check. I mean, it's your call. Um, I'll do medicine I'll check. Look. <laughs> yeah. Dirty 20. Alan seems to be in shock and surprise, and maybe they were, you know, being asphyxiated for maybe a little under a minute. Um, but it does they don't seem seem terribly injured at all. You know, probably some milk in the eyes would probably help, but <sighs> Yeah, I guess I just take out my water skin and just squirt myself in the face. As you squirt the water into your face and begin to kind of brush it out, it still kind of stings a little, but your vision comes into focus. And the double vision of Alan remains a double vision. As your dark vision adjusts and you see two gnomes standing in front of you. Huh. How are you doing? What? Wait. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna realize what's going on and see. Boo! <laughs> Don't you alive? Oh, kid! Oh my god, I was so worried about you! I'm gonna go give him a big ol' hug. I'm gonna lift him off the ground as much as a gnome can lift another gnome. I mean, you're pretty strong, Donald. Uh, Nor do you resist? No, no, I'll just pat on the back and say... <laughs> Whoop him up and swirl him in a circle. Like Donald the- and Nord are both sticky as a Nord who is covered in, in greasy soot and Godonald who is now covered in vinegar, spoiled wine, kind of mixes into this this, this icky, gross-smelling gel. I never knew oh. race. Godonald, I never knew you had a penchant for the, uh, the alcohols. What are you doing in the wine cellar? I don't know how I don't know how I got here. I had a I had a terrible had a terrible dream. It it reminded me of, of the the vision from from last night in the in the room with all the music. Yeah. Something something must have taken me and you know forced forced me down here. Something's been trying to make me come into the basement. I do. I had a dream that I got stuck in an oven and. I had to climb up the chimney, and you then when did I get stuck down, in an oven. You guys we thought you died. <laughs> oh wait, that wasn't a dream. That wasn't a dream. We thought you died. Yes. Thank God you're not. Thank the paragons, you're not dead. <laughs> of course not. But I did make a new friend. Uh, by the way, wasn't one of you hearing uh, some man's voice? About oh how I died. No. You mean like the seance? Where was the man's voice? That was just. Oh right. That was yeah, the no. board. Somebody, I I have a new uh, friend. You know, with my talent for making friends everywhere I go. Right. What? Uh, Is it? Continue. I, yeah, I've been informed not to trust that man. I don't really know who to trust, but wait, like- wait, 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 wait! What kind of friend is this? I just started rummaging, start start rummaging through my bag to see if I have anything for exorcism. Oh, uh, right, she's a ghost. Okay. I should have brought holy water. Should have brought holy water. Should have brought holy water. Was this the ghost from the, the conservatory? Was it the ghost from the? Is it? The, it's the same one, right? It's the same form. You. It looks from similar. Yeah, same one. Well, we have a conflict of opinions. 
Hey, she told me to get out of there when there was a big thumpy dude at the door. That was me! No, you weren't at the bathroom. Oh, wait, you're right. By the way, what? I know where the bathroom is, just in case anybody needs to use it. <sighs> I've gotten used to the woods, but thanks for the offer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want the lady watching you either. Okay. Is there something attacking you in the bathroom? No, no, just a loud banging at the door like somebody's about to break in. Why are you so calm about this? That is terrifying. That requires divine intervention. Oh yeah, I guess it is kind of scary. Yeah, you get used to it. Tomato. Uh, you get used to it? Just yeah. like, I have my holy symbol at the ready, like, I'm ready to just be like, be gone thought because this place is haunted. All right, all right, let's take this outside. All right. This house has very bad point, vibes. It's at that point, Nora, you begin hearing whispers in your ear. Pest, pest, free, hungry, hungry, they're here. Exterminate. Godonald, out of the broken wine cask, not the uh, one that you broke open, but the one that was broken before, you see a few dark slithering shapes out of there that kind of meld into the shadows. We need to get outside. Fast. I'll stay in the back. don't see it. Nord does. Oh, Nord. For a second, I Nord's the only one who hears the whispers. Oh, uh... Y'all got any snacks on you? Snacks? I mean, we've got some rations and bark juice. Oh, right. I have I have some, too. I'll toss a bit of food into the shadows where they where they crept out of. As you toss it over, the both of you look over there, you hear a... And then you see the uh, sort of food you tossed over, which is you know, probably some sort of uh, piece of meat, get knocked back, and it's like sizzling. Like it's just been fried by electricity. I... As you see five slithering forms with wings and circular tooth maws slither out. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh. Uh, it's some Zorps. Zorps. Okay. Hey, 15. Alright, I'll take that roll. Um, I, 16. I rolled a 9. 9 for Nord, 16 for Alan and Godonald. 15. I was about to pass Nord a single corn chip and tell him not to trade his soul. <laughs> well, it is going to be the Vorps turn first. All five of them lash out. Uh, two of them are going to go for Godonald. Two of them are going to go after uh, Alan. Because I'll say Alan and Godonald are closest to them. And then it's uh, Nord who is kind of standing behind the back. Actually, no, I'm not going to use it yet. So, uh, as these five forms slither out, that is going to be an attack uh, from each. Donald. First one's a 9 to hit. Misses. Second one's a 19 to hit. That barely hits. Alan. Uh, 22 to hit. That hits. Plus 21 to hit. Ugh. Nord, you get one. 7 to hit. Nope! <laughs> Why am I the informal tank here? Yay. Uh, Donald, you take 3 points of piercing damage. 
Mm-hmm. Alan, that's going to be three plus four. Seven points of piercing damage. Okay. As two of them oh, just yes. latch onto you and you feel sharp pain in, in like the, your back and another one like on your shoulder as you start feeling them crunch down into your flesh and just anchor themselves. Not taking a chunk of flesh out with them, but just anchoring themselves to you. Um, that is their go. Alan, is an action to remove one of them. Okay. Um, but you could also attack. Or do yeah. I mean, my cantrip is shocking grass. I don't think that's going to do anything to these boys. <laughs> um, unfortunately. I, I will try and take an action to pull one off. All right. Um, easily enough, you, you grab the one on your shoulder, you yank it off, and you kind of toss it towards the corner, but it flaps its wings out and begins hovering in the air around the three of you, um, along with the other one that didn't strike. Anything else? Uh, I'm going to shout to those. Is it safe to use fire right now? I think so. Kill it with fire! Okay, then. I will use bonus action to Eldritch Cannon these fools. Oh, my Uh, God. How does that work? Um, I have a... Hold on. I believe Uh, you make a dexterity saving throw. Yep. I I shoot a 15-foot cone of fire. Uh, Do you have to, like, summon the cannon, or...? Um... How does it work? Sorry. Um, so I took an act. I have to take an action to magically create it, which I think I've already done when you were talking about. I, I'd, I'd say I'd say that that would apply to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I have it out, and so it's a bonus action to shoot a fifteen-foot cone of fire, and um, dex save for two d eight fire damage tap on a successful. Basically, uh, the Eldritch Cannon. It. Basically, yeah, the so Eldritch Cannon. Yeah, so I gotta roll a save? Yep. Who are you pointing Basic- them at? This po- is a 15-foot cone, right? Yes. So there's one in the corner. And... Uh, no, all three, all of them are fluttering around your space, basically. Oh, I see. Basically, one's fluttering around Godonald and is anchored to Godonald. Um, no, sorry. There are currently... You pulled off one... And two of them missed, so there are currently three of them fluttering around you. There's one fluttering around, basically occupying uh, Nord space, just about, or flying above him. There is uh, one above you and one above uh, Godonald. All right, I'll do the one above me, I guess. <laughs> All right, so you just toss it up, and you're just going to catch it and just kind of toast the uh, stone ceiling? Yep. All right, deck save. Uh, Twelve. Uh, that fails. You will take um, 10 fire damage. 10 points of fire damage as you blast the fire out, and by the time uh, you release it, there they just a, 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 turnt, a burnt toasted zorp that falls to the ground. One is dead. Woo! Wonderful. <laughs> All right. Only the one. That's my turn. Nord. Wait. You see one of them go to lash out at you and you duck and stand up and then you see uh, uh, Alan suddenly toast one on the ceiling. It's the same one that just attacked me? Yep, just fluttering above. Like it swooped above and then it's going to like look like it's about to like loop-de-loop back down on you. And just get toasty. Right? Okay, so the one that's, that was near me is now dead. No, the oh. one that was above Alan is dead. There are four of them left. 
<laughs> okay. Then... Two of them, one each, are anchored onto your allies. First, I'm gonna get the one on me. I know they can, they can survive. All right. I'm going to probably attack. It's within reach of me, right? Yes. Okay, then I'm gonna short sword it. All right. So you're gonna lash out the short sword. You guys are all occupying a space, so I imagine Godonald is trying to, like, kind of bat them out of the air as well. I'll give you a mm-hmm. sneak attack if you hit. All right. Wow, that sucks. It's a seven. Seven to hit? Uh, you're just, they, they are just moving too frantically for you to really be able to hit much of them. You actually manage to strike one of them, and there's a... As a toasty Zorp slides down like it's on a stick. An Electroval specialty. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Then, as bonus action, I'm going to hide. Do you have? Oh yeah. You can. You can. You can definitely run off. You will take some attacks of opportunity. Um, oh. You do have a bonus action, though. You could attack again with another light weapon. Oh, that's a good point. Or I could. Well, wait. The disengage. Yes. Does that take me? Yep. That means I don't get opportunity attacked? You, you don't provoke them. Okay, then I'm going to do a disengage. All right, where are you backing up? Are you going to back towards the wine cask? Are you going to back towards the stairs leading up? Or are you going to go towards the other door in this room? Uh, The stairs. All right, so you begin kind of backing up. How far up them do you go, or do you just get to the base of them? Just to the base of them. All right, so you, you back up about 15 feet. Um, Still got a roasted zorp on your sword. <laughs> You can still use it. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's the Zorp's turn. Um, Wait, I didn't get a turn. What about Godonald? Oh, Godonald. Uh, yeah, you had a 15. To get a turn. Apologies. Yep, yeah. sorry about that. Um, Go ahead and do your yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Should have gone before Nord, but we'll, we'll do that next time. Yeah, uh, the more issues around, the more problems we have. So I'd like to decrease the number of total things that exist, and I'd like to hit one. All right. Hold a hit. Does a 13 hit? Uh, 13 will hit. <sighs> One of the ones flying around. Ooh. Just barely. Alright, that's gonna be a 7 plus 2, 9. 9 points of damage. You go ahead and you manage to strike out at this one. It is heavily injured, but is not quite dead. These ah. tough boys. Zork. There is nothing I can do with the bonus action, so unfortunately I still have one stuck to me. But at yep, least it is almost dead. The one that is stuck to you is going to try to attach itself to your forehead. Oh, oh, The oh one no. that you just attacked. Like a oh. unicorn horn. Oh. You're uh, welcome. A natural one, so it misses. Uh, the other one is going to go ahead and try to lash out at Alan again. Or not, yeah, Alan again. Uh, that is going to be a 15 to hit. That is my armor class. Ah, uh, so you suddenly have two of them stuck to you. So you take. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling ones and twos on these damage dice. Uh, three points of damage. Hey, I'm fine with that. However, the two that are already stuck to you are Wait. going to use their action to deal damage to you. Hold on, I just got this he one used stuck his to action, me. He used his action to pull one off. Yeah, that was the one that bit him again. Didn't I f- wait. So Which one did I fry then? Was it just a spare? 
Hold on one second. So he had one stuck nope, to him, and another that one last just one would stuck not on have hit. So take that three damage back. Thank God. <laughs> and instead take because they're stuck to you. They don't have to roll. They just automatically deal this damage. One or three points of lightning damage. It's the same damage. <laughs> I rolled another one. And to Godonald, four points of lightning damage as they just begin discharging electricity into your Four points body. sucky damage. Suck. Or more that they're just they're just kind of like shooting lightning into your nervous system and then trying to draw that energy back into them. Oof. That sounds like a kiss. <laughs> sounds kind of roundabout, if you ask me. Is, this, is that how kisses work? <laughs> if you do it right. It's like, it's like imagine like, uh, you know how like some um, crit creatures like trying to like break into like shellfish and stuff? Uh, shoot their, basically pump their stomach into the shell of the creature, digest it, and suck it back in. Oh. That's kind okay, of what they're doing Okay, that's here. weird. I see it's that, man. Like... But it's electricity. That's, that's what they see it on. Hmm. Okay. Alan. Alright, uh, so I just have one stuck to me now? One stuck to you, yes. It's okay. a toasted one that's on the stick. I will, um, rinse and repeat my previous turn. <laughs> Pull the second one off, shoot it with a flamethrower. Sounds good. Alright, uh, go ahead and uh, you, you toss it up. Deck save. Are you going to try to catch more than one of them? Um, you can try to catch the one that's almost dead. That's true, I'll do that. Alright, so yeah, you can... Um, um, I'm... I'm going to give you a choice here. You can mm. either fire it in that direction and probably hit Godonald in the process, or you could try to back up without disengaging from the one and fire. I'm going to try and back up without disengaging. All right. Opportunity attack. 19 to hit. Why do you make all of these hit me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. It's nice. Uh, five damage. Oh my god, okay. How are you looking? As this one suddenly latches onto your arm and you just try to shake it off, but you can't. Um, but I'll say that if you want to, you could raise your arm in front. Oh, I'll do that. Blast. Oh god. And just, just give yourself a little uh, a Roasty little toasty, okay, I'll do that. Just, kind of just, yeah. just give yourself a little waxing, um, a little laser treatment. Uh, go ahead and uh, practice laser safety kits. Um, I have laser proof goggles. <laughs> 17, uh, your skin does not, uh, seven points of damage, or 17 to save, oh no, mm -hmm. 15 to save, I'm sorry. Okay, that saves. And then 20 to save, so do Both they take damage on a fail? They take half damage, so, so I the rolled... one that was heavily damaged is dead, mm -hmm. the other one, um, go ahead, roll damage for that. Uh, I did, that's 11, rounded down, is 5. Alright, you blast out at that one, and, uh... Yeah, it looks a little bit toasty, but just kind of aiming it there, you don't want to, like, toast your arm off, so you kind of pull back instinctually as soon as you feel the heat. <laughs> Two of them are dead. Two are stuck to Alan, one is stuck to Godonald. Two are uh -huh. stuck to me? Uh, yeah, the one that bit you. That latched on. I pulled one off, though, before oh. that. Right, right, right. Apologies. Alright, so that one's not stuck to you, but it, it managed to duck out of the way, so it only took half damage. So two damage. 
apologies. Get okay. on. Right. As part of trying. Artillerists to... are so cool. I'm like, oh, right. You get an action, too. <laughs> yeah, I get an action. As part, cool. as, as part of trying to pull one off of me, I guess. Can I squeeze it really hard and try to keep it from moving around? Just like, eh, squeeze. Do not move. Do not suck. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, when I pull it off of me, can I just continue oh, oh. to hold on to it very hard it's so it doesn't try to move or suck? No suck. Always suck. No! Mm. <laughs> I, it would probably be two separate attempts to do that. Like, so if you want to, you could try to grapple it while it's stuck to you. And then spend an action pulling it off, or try to pull it off and then snatch it out of the air. Hmm, okay, but I only have one action. Yeah. Now, now technically, if, if it was stuck to you and you grapple it and it tries to disengage, it can't. But why would I want to do that? It gets automatic damage. Uh, I'll just hit one of the ones that's flying around. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, that would be the one that, uh, Alan just plucked off. Alright. Hold to hit. I shall. Longsword time. You guys are fighting flying rats with flamethrowers. I love it. Alright, that's again a 13 to hit. Uh, 13 will hit. Alright. Just. Ooh, 10 damage. He Eight slices on the die. in half out of the air, just as it looks like it was about to strike down at uh, Alan again. I take the last, I take, I take my last moments and I guess my bonus action to just viciously stare at the one on me like, you see what I can do? You see that? You see that? <laughs> Nord. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. It's time for me to be Robin Hood. I'm gonna shoot one out of the air. All right, uh, you go ahead and you pull out uh, your, your, your bow mm -hmm. and just fire. Go ahead and roll to hit. You sit the, uh, the the Zorp on a stick on a nearby barrel and- Damn. Got myself a, a nice hefty six. Why am I rolling bad? You, it scrapes along the ceiling. Try again. Uh, you're, wait, you're, wait, you were trying to fire at uh, one of the ones that are still stuck to them? No, no, I was trying to fire at the ones flying around. Uh, there are none flying around. There are only two left. Shoot. So wait, you fire out, and too worried that you'd hit your friends, you caused the shot to go too wide. Yep. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Remember, it's not, and you you should also know that um, it's not an action to pull it off yourself. Anyone can spend an action to pull his off. Ooh. That would have been no. Okay, then I will dash up to uh, up to probably Alan, so I can get ready to pull it off if he doesn't. Sounds good. On their turn, jump, jump. Uh, that is going to be uh, five points of damage to Alan. Oh, uh, still up. Yeah, I'm still Stupid up. Donald. That is going to be four points of lightning damage. The one stuck to Godonald is going to uh, basically, with that attack, fire itself off, kind of causing you to stun for a moment and move away from you. 
Um, I haven't successfully I, I intimidated it. You have successfully. So you can't. So it 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 basically in the process of shooting off. Uh, I was just checking to make sure if it, it wasn't you, but uh, it doesn't provoke any opportunity attacks as it does this and begins uh -huh. flying towards the staircase. <laughs> so it gets about thirty feet. Ding bang! Wow. All right. Um, however, the one stuck to uh, Alan is still hungry, so it is stuck to you at the moment. Um, Nord, you kind of like duck for a moment as it as it shoots past you. Yay. What would you like to do? Wait. Wait. Uh, oh, wait. It would be Alan's turn next. Yeah. Um, so the one left is the one stuck to you. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to um, cure wounds myself <laughs> so that I don't fall dead on the spot. You, you. Is, does it look different? Is it the salve or do you have like some sort of healing gun on, option on your, your, your weapon now? Um... Oh god. <laughs> I never think oh, like about cure wounds. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't improved it. It's still the self. Alright. Okay. And I heal myself for eight. You pull out a bottle Wonderful. of snake oil and rub it over yourself. Yep. I shoot my homie for um, some healing. I assume that I can't reach the uh Zorp with my flamethrower, right? Uh, you can, you just have to stick it over your head and down your back. I mean, oh, wait, I can move myself, so. Yeah. Okay. You look down and you see that it is currently latched onto your left butt cheek. Wait, the one that just flew off? Uh, you want to do shoot the one that flew off? You can yes. barely see it, it's racing up the staircase. Um, yeah, it's 30 feet away from you right now. Alright, I'll move, um, I'll move 25, or I'll move like 20 feet. As he passes and then... me, can I take my attack of opportunity on the one of his ass? Uh, no, because this is forced movement. It's forced movement, it wouldn't provoke opportunity attack. Yeah, I'll... Travels with him. Uh, I'll run 20 feet and then shoot my flamethrower at him. Alright, so you just run, flopping a, uh, like a tail behind you, and the one Zorb still stuck to your left butt cheek. Yep. Uh, and you run up, and yeah, you're standing within the interior space, and you're just going to fire a flamethrower in close quarters. Yep. All right, deck save, roll damage. It fails. All right, it takes nine fire damage. Uh, that one has it taken damage? I don't think it's taken damage. So it is still up. Ah. The clap of your ass zorps has alerted the guards. <laughs> Donald, it is your Damn. go. Uh, I would like to javelin the one that's got that just got partially toasted. It's going to be a tough shot. I'll warn you now. Can I run up? Can I run up to try to get a better shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could like pull out a javelin, just kind of like spear it down. I believe you can use javelins as a melee weapon. Oh, if 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 that, then I just use my longsword. Yeah, just run up and behind him. It's like Alan. Wait, you got something on your butt, or whatever you want to say. Oh no, I was going for the one that was trying to get away from me. The one that just oh, got that toasty. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one's like just. That one's just fleeing right now. It's it's fed. Um, it's uh the one that just got toasted. It is up in the air. So okay, so never mind. I would like to. <laughs> I'd like to take a swing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've known him for a month. I've, you, you've only seen for me Kadama. for. You've only seen me for a day I and mean, a half. I mean the zorp on his ass. Like. 
<laughs> we have known me for a month, but we only seen each other for a solid three days at most. Well, well, the, well, the Zorp has said that this is a thick snack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'd roll. like to go. May I try to attack the Zorp before you? You are allowed me? to attack it. I'm just waiting for you to roll dice. And okay, tell me what you, you didn't tell me that I'm able to attack it. Zorps. You can attack it. Okay, Zorps. it's a fifteen. Zorps are a measure of thickness. Fifteen. Damn. Fifteen uh, to hit. Yeah, yeah I yeah, rolled. That, that will hit. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll damage. Yeah, I rolled an eleven on the die. Oof. Goodbye. Oh, that was four damage. <laughs> it's not much. Right. Damn. You try to like slash out it, and Gadol and Alan's like, "What?" and turns around too fast. <laughs> not able to quite catch the ass. Ass be gone. <laughs> Gadol, while I appreciate the gesture, I must say that I'm not homosexual. Um, Nord. That wasn't, that wasn't an advance that was against the thing attached to your butt. Oh, it's attached to my butt? Oh, it's God. On, it's oh, my God. You had almost forgotten about it, Alan. Uh, Nord, it's your go. My go? I'm going to get the one on Alan. All right, so as the two of them are arguing this, uh, are you shooting it, stabbing it? I'm stabbing it with the short sword. All right, you pick the sword up with the same Zorp on it. Go ahead and roll to hit. Freaking 10. Why can't I hit anything? <laughs> Dang. Uh, 10 will not hit. Uh, he's just too frantically bumping around, and as soon as he does that, you stumble back Wait. about uh, five feet down the stairs. I can two weapon fight. Uh, yeah, you can pick yourself up, and do you what weapon do you use? Uh, the dagger this time. Alright, you pull out a dagger. Yes, sir. How many of those do you have left? One. Not the crab's tools. Oh, I forgot I have that now. You can right, use well, the I, crabber. I one. Would you like to dagger. shuck the Zorp? Take <laughs> <laughs> a nice fillet. I'm gonna dagger this bad boy off of Alan's ass. So you pop out the fillet knife option and go ahead and roll the hit. Finally, 18. Yeah. Let's go. Roll damage with sneak attack. Uh, you, this is your offhand strike, so you don't get your dexterity. Ooh. Oh, wait, so I don't get you the... Get your, you get your, get your d6s, though. All right, all your right. Your d6 and your d4. So that is a total of nine. Nine. And, and you didn't include your dexterity modifier in the damage, right? I did not. I took that out. Awesome. So nine damage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, with the strike that uh, Gadal got to it, uh, you managed to stripe that one off before it can release a static discharge, and there's just a sort of circular tooth jaw stuck to uh, Alan's behind <clears throat> as their body falls to the ground and begins twitching. So the, the, the jaw is still stuck there like a dickhead. Oh. Let's remove that if you're okay with me doing so. You were I'll, I'll, not comfortable with my last attempt and took it as an advance in the middle I'll of I'll do it myself. <laughs> All right. I might have experience um, in that. Are, are, so are any of you doing anything to the one that's zipping away? Oh, right. Well, I can't. I just used all my actions. And... You know what and... I'm going to do? Alan, you look like you're on the brink of death. Would you like some vitality? All right. Add a, Just... add a character. Add a character. How many hit points do you want? I can give you up to fifteen, but don't take all of them, so I can Damn. kill people later. Um, I'll take ten of those. All right. And the last five are for emergency when you go down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get ten hit points back. 
Okay. Uh, where do you administer these hit points? Your <laughs> shoulder. And, you know, like, like, okay, dude. Like, okay, bro. You can have some healing. Oh, right. Feel better, bro. I'm not going to smack him on the ass if that's what you're asking. Come on, this is the best opportunity. When are you going to have this chance again? To I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm not like, do the it type on to make advances on Alan. Forehead because or shoulder. Point. Yeah, shoulder. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I just That's all I needed. You should do nine of them to the shoulder and then one little tap as the final. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's not into that. Alan is not into that, and I'd like to respect his wishes. If he was into that, then maybe so he'd feel better I'd do that. Okay. But unfortunately, he's not. <laughs> so so, so Gnodald has no objections. It's just out of uh, Alan's feelings. Sounds good. All right. Uh, you administer them. Uh, Alan, you're feeling a little bit better after uh, a, a bro like shoulder tap. Thank you. That was nice. You hear the flapping of wings on its turn. It's going to double dash out the door and fly into the dawn. <sighs> Those damn Zorps. <sighs> Welp. All of your stomachs do grumble a little bit as the smell of burnt Zorp does uh, kind of drift towards you. <laughs> have, have, you want yeah. to, is anyone going to have that? Uh, Are these things that people eat out of character? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially like in the spirit ward, like um, th these are like the equivalent of a rat burger in Electroball. <laughs> Wait, rat burger? Yeah. As, as, as if rat burgers exist now in today's yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, like in post apocalyptic settings too, there's like the rat burger. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's like, it's like think... street food, it's like the equivalent of a hot dog. They are quite shaped like that. Mm -hmm. The cone, it's like a, it's like a, what's, what's, what are those cone shaped chips? Bugles? Yeah, it's like a bugle hot dog combination. It's a little mm. crunchy, it's a little meaty. Buggles. All right, we'll eat them. I'll eat them yeah, at you've least. Got, you've got uh, two already cooked and uh, two more <laughs> that you can potentially fillet in a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spear, I'm just gonna spear one and start eating it like it's a marshmallow on the end of a stick. Yeah, you, you like kind of pop out the tongue and there's like a snap as you pull it out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, chewy. I don't think I've ever been this uh, farm to plate about my food. <laughs> you hear a creaking at the top of the staircase. And then they... Uh, Any trouble down there? Oh, thank goodness it's Cornelius house. Uh, my mind! Yeah, you can oh, come Quincy down here if you'd up. like. Oh, it's okay, Quincy. There aren't any more Zorps down there, are there? No, we got them all. That's oh, shame. Yeah. I was hoping to have breakfast with you. Oh, oh. oh we do we have any extra? We've got we've got one that's not cooked on the floor, I think. If you don't mind sharing with Quincy, I'm not giving a I, mind. You hear another figure step down and says, I'll, I'll be all right. What are you doing in the cellar this this time of morning? You gave... Alan, Donald, you gave us a, a frightful scare. This house is for reals haunted. Oh, God. <laughs> Out of character, why would I say that? For reals. <laughs> it is filled with superior spooks. Ind You've been Indeed. learning from Gnor reals. Vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be hip with the kids. 
So, I believe that Godonald was taken the night and stuffed into a wine's barrel? I mean, I wasn't there of my own volition. It's not even good wine. It's vinegar. Oh no, are you a bit of a sleepwalker? Uh. Oh, well, I knew a fellow who would go on a stroll of the city every night. After after all the paranormal activity you've seen, you don't believe that somebody stuffed him in a wine barrel? Well, I, I wouldn't like to uh, doubt you if uh, that's what you think's going on, but uh, you were on the boat. Shouldn't have been a problem there. I don't know. Strange. Boat is no longer safe. I mean, hmm. we, in general, this whole area is uh, what I can politely call a spook zone. That includes the boat. Well, it's, uh, the sun has already risen. Uh, would you like to uh, continue wandering around here? or Perhaps maybe we make preparations during the day. Let's make some preparations for tonight. I could take a bit of prep time. Indeed. Uh, best chance of a seance is going to be this evening. I don't think we need any more seances. We need oh. to, we need to find we need to find what happened uh to those scouts. Well, have, uh, you, there isn't any questions you'd like to ask the uh, spirit you spoke to before, or maybe another. I would like to find. Oh, I'd like to talk to my friend. Oh well, I'll step out of the room then. Don't mean to impose. No, Take no. Care. Not that, I just need to find her. Oh, I'm not offended. Uh, I don't get along with a lot of people. No, you no, no. You want to consider me a friend? Some future point, I'll take it. But until then, you keep your circle close. And don't let anyone impede on it. I think he means he would request that I... I don't know, try to perform some kind of ritual to make sure that he isn't being... Influenced oh, oh, I'm out by my eyes. Goodbye. Things. Goodbye. Corey covers his eyes and begins walking up the stairs as you talk about some ritual Corey. for him. Uh, not now. <sighs> Corny. Does anybody know where any ghosts are around here? I gotta find. It. You just walk through this house. Ten steps later, you'll run into one. That's a good point. Do a. Maybe I should. Assist, I could possibly assist you in making contact with, I don't know, some kind of paragon that isn't a ghost that can, you know, help cleanse you of whatever is going on. Nothing's Maybe. going on. We just, like, look, you're not supposed to be talking to ghosts. Ghosts are not good. No. Well, hold on. This one might be different, okay? At least ghosts are not at least not ghosts ghosts around here, though the ones in the city are kinda of weird too. I never had any contact with any of them, but this I was in yeah, I was in the bathroom all night and the ghost was there with you can't you, you gotta have a little smoke. You talk. were in the bathroom with a ghost? Did it touch you? No. Get <laughs> <No. laughs> <Yeah>, Donald <laughs> No. I just do I need to unleash my full wrath against this ghost? No, no. It told me to run. When the, when something was after it, not me. But it told me to run. It wanted me safe. Okay. I don't trust this one bit. Huh. Well. Hmm. Alright, you, you guys do you. 
I'll I'll find. I'll find. Can I use one of my divine senses to just double check if there's anything uh, evil like that has an influence on Nord right now? Um. It says I can detect good and evil. Yeah, are you casting a detect good and evil, or are you using divine? No, I'm like I'm the, 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 I'm using my divine sense. All right, let me just give a quick read over of this ability. So, are we going to explore this now or later? Yes. So, as you kind of concentrate, your are you doing this? Yes, I am. You go ahead and you kind of concentrate your feelings for a moment, kind of clutching the hilt of your blade and focusing on your connection to nature and, and the veil and the, the the elements of the world that uh, you know, could stray to virtue, uh, you know, virtue and desecration. You can just swear for a second, not for very long, but just for a second, the faint sounds of whispers of some sort, and unintelligible, just coming from the words direction before the census gone. You have been touched by the undead in not a pleasant way. This requires an intervention, Nord. Maybe send you back to the boat. We are we are taking you back to the boat and we are going to fix whatever's going on. No worries, you will be okay. I'm okay. I'm alright. Let's go back to the boat. Okay. Alright. I'll side with Godonald on this one. Alright. Very well. I'll come with you. But really, I'm okay. We will take good care of you and make sure of that. Alright. Alright, that sounds a little bit sketchy. I didn't mean it like I didn't mean anything suspicious. I mean the fact that when I, you know, when I was using the same abilities I I used yesterday in order to detect ghosts, uh, Nord is uh, covered in them. He is covered in strange, unintelligible whispers of the dead, which is very concerning. All right. It wasn't so much that you sensed him as a a undead presence, but it just felt like wisps and, and, and faint bits of, of undeath just kind of clinging to him on the outside. And we are going to, you know, clean him of, of, all, of all that stuff because they call that a taint for a reason. Okay. That's real unholy. Alright, can we, can we, um, are we are we taking him out of the house now? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Adrian. <laughs> that shit ain't holy. I'm keeping a list, hey. Donald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean how, like, like the way, like it's all unintentional. You just have your head in the gutter. <laughs> oh no, no. I keep saying this stuff by accident. Completely by accident, and you just have your head in the gutter. Godonald's past is slipping through. Good God! Yay! (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, do not think that way. I am on the straight and narrow. Poles are straight and narrow. No! When did we switch this? (laughs) 
You're supposed to be the one who's... Uh, forget it. Let's just get out of this house. You see Alan just puts the flamethrower on his shoulder and starts walking out. How long does it last? Uh, it lasts it for lasts... an hour. Oh. It lasts an Why hour? I, I thought it, la it lasts until it's either destroyed or you make a new one. Um, no, it lasts an hour, according to D&D Beyond. Okay, I think they updated it then. Then, then you Probably with charging. Tasha's. Yeah. That's what that I get you now. Okay. To the boat. Alright. Uh so where are you going? Are you walking through the house looking for ghosts or are you going to the uh houseboat to take a short rest and prepare for the evening seance? To the boat. To the boat. Drag On dragging Nord with me so I can try to investigate what, what in the world is influencing him and what might be putting him in and us in danger. On the way out, I'm going to just listen, see if I can hear any sort of those whispers. Just listen extra hard. Go ahead, and as you're looking towards the house, roll me a history check. <laughs> history check. 16. The phantoms come to your ear and pass as mutters and whispers. But you listen and you let them in. And you begin to see things not only with your eyes but with your mind. Stories. Many of them in this house. But so little time, so little focus. And as you, you concentrate you think, you see for a moment a a, 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 a hall, a, a banquet hall full of, of dressed noble warlords dining and partaking and then streaks of blood and screams. You shake again and you, you, you that same place turns into a, a manor house a, that's affixed and, and cleaned and, and, and very suburban with uh, magical technology that no longer functions today and, and, and the shadowed form of children running up the stairs and you shake back and you stand stand, stand back and, and think about what you just saw this house has a history okay a complex one you guys said you had dreams right um, I never said that, but I did have a dream. This is what I get for letting you shop at Hot Tropic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's where all the Gripply get their their clothing from. Hot Tropic. Their their goth hip fashions. Oh yeah. Yes, I I did have a dream. Uh-huh. And what would these entail? Where are we right now? Walking out. Uh, you are currently standing uh, about 60 feet away from the house. Towards the sort of uh, overgrown sort of areas of reeds and, and trees that lead towards the pier where Corey, Cornelius's boat is docked. Okay. Corny. I think, I think while talking, I'm like... Filling, filling up 
my water skin with like with some water and like pouring it out into a bowl and like I know I can't actually turn it into holy water but I'm like trying I'm starting some kind of ritual I would do for a, like a cleansing or something whenever the water touches me I want to go ow Sure. Just, it doesn't hurt you. You just say "ow." Yep. Can I insight that? <laughs> Roll an insight check. <laughs> uh, sixteen. How obvious is Nord being? Only a little. He's he's playing. Ah, uh, teenagers. <laughs> Perfect. What do we know about this house, really? Like, well, what we know is that a couple days ago, some of the Gripply came here to to investigate that portal. Ah, we haven't even found the Gripply. I've completely forgotten That's about them. That's why we're here. And once we so finish, much happening. We can leave. Let's let's dig a little deeper. What, uh, where, where's Cornelius? Where's he go? Where'd he go? Can you speak up a little bit more? Yeah. Awesome. What, uh, Thanks, Norton. Where, where's Cornelius? Where'd he go? Um, probably back to the boat. I want to give him a chat. Let's talk. Okay. Surely enough, you find, uh, Cornelius sitting there, uh, alone. Um, you imagine Quincy probably went to the seance room to check on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you approach, you see Corey walking around the small deck of his little boat and says, Oh, hello there, waving with, leaning on his, uh, druidic staff and waving at you. Cornelius, old buddy. I got- Oi, uh, it's a, it's a pleasure to, it's a pleasure to see that, uh, our worst nightmares weren't imagined. Feels good to be alive. Never better. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you, we, we're here on business, you know, but we don't know pretty much anything. What What is this place? What do you know? Hmm. Well, if you asked me a day ago, I would probably only give you the basic stuff. It's a, uh, an old estate. It's been here for a long time. Uh, some folks have gone here every once in a while and disappeared. But since uh, me and Quincy had a chance to read over some of the notes, it's real interesting. Apparently, this house is the only one that uh, survived from a, a town or a village that existed out this way uh, during the eclipsing. Huh. Okay. I imagine some family must have lived here before that. But after that, uh, there's, there's, there's documentations written after the eclipsing back before this place uh, became flooded by the mire. But appear that uh, at least a few uh, warlords tried vying for its territory before the uh, well terrain turned a little bit swampy. Uh, wait. wait. I think I remember some of this. Part Why? of my dream part of my dream was that I was I was going back to selling vacuums and I came into this house that looks suspiciously like that one, and I I witnessed this massive explosion outside. It probably eclipsing levels. Hmm. 
roll me... Alan and Nor, go ahead and roll me a history check. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's an 18. That's a 14 for me. And I remember 14. being at a table with warlords. Alan, actually, I think this would apply to Artificy. Um, what would be your Artificy bonus attached to that for being a rock gnome? Um, oh. Hold on, let me figure that out real quick. I think it's twice your proficiency plus your... Twice your proficiency bonus. Ah, yes, it is. Okay. Um, so I just add another two. Uh, that brings it to 16. 16. So, Nord, you probably might know a teensy bit of stuff like that. Like, okay, big explosion, big calamity and stuff. Alan, you would probably know this because even though you don't specialize in Aether Tech, <clears throat> you know that before the eclipsing, Aether served essentially a different property. Uh, magic basically flowed freely throughout the world, and uh, in the events leading up to the eclipsing, it basically became unstable, and when the actual calamity occurred, magic no longer free flowed freely. You know, some individuals seem to be able to wield the weave, um, there's the Arcstone's energy, of course, and then the other option is using drawing power from having enough aether on you, basically creating aether tech, or you know, some wizards will use aether component to empower their spells. But before that, Aether was only used uh, as a sort of catalyst, basically, to promote magical energy, meaning that in order to create things such as magical reactors, you had to have a lot of that. Essentially, when magic no longer flowed freely, Aether became more powerful and a lot of these reactors basically blew up mm. and, and took out large swaths of land near where they were located. Towards the larger cities, um, Electral, the city before Electroval, uh, never had one of these installed, or it possibly some rumored that it did, but the Paragons basically unplugged it, knowing it would be unstable. Electral was basically the only major civilization center that did not get decimated by these reactors exploding. There was also probably a good number of communities, you imagine, that had smaller reactors that didn't have quite the blast radius, but... That you think that that maybe is what you saw a vision of, was that sort of uh, reactor blast wiping out a suburban sitting, basically. Mm. Ah. A nuclear reactor exploding, essentially. Yeah. Mm. I like very, very Fallout vibes. I like it a lot. This house is full of memories throughout its time. It's History before the eclipsing, during, after. It's full of lamenting, I guess. You could call it a house of lament. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound very good. It does not, and I can only imagine the type of supernatural influence it could have, and the one it has had on our Nord here. Huh. That would make a great, like, movie title. Actually, wait, there's probably not movies. That would make a great show title. I think you're thinking ahead of yourself. I think we need to get out of this alive Podcast? and also, you know, <laughs> do what we needed to do. Yes, get a ritual going. What about a show where everybody picks up the wire and and it's, it's like they all get the same sound from it? Yeah, those are uh, those those exist. Yes, like radio dramas. 
So just like a radio? Drama. Like a wire drama about this? We don't even maybe, know what's going on with this. Maybe anyway, we should take on. maybe we should take a trip back to the city after this so you can get reacquainted with civilization and a place that doesn't have a hot tropic because that place is definitely even having an influence on you. <sighs> it's not the also, only Also maybe visit the church. Not the only thing that's put me under the influence. I think we should go back to the city, go on a very nice trip, and you can gain an understanding of what I do in my spare time, or at least how I spend my Sunday mornings <laughs> at church. Well then, uh, Corey looks at all of you and says, well, that sounds like an excellent plan, but uh, perhaps maybe we uh, plan for this evening? Yes, yes, yes. Getting <laughs> I'm all right with that. I, unfortunately, I don't have any, uh, you know, ghosty goose sponges right now, or I'd scrub them right off you. <laughs> maybe, though, just maybe, perhaps we could use your connection to uh, get a little bit more information about this place. It seems like we've got some answers, but... We don't have any, and you, the two of you, you said that, uh, you had dreams. That's incredible. Memories of this place. They're communing to, communicating to you in your sleep. This is wonderful news. Not. I almost died. I am not really interested in... Oh, it's just a dream. ...story of this house. I woke up drowning in a barrel of wine, and I thought it was blood. Well, I'll Terrifying. Sure, I'll make sure to, uh, make sure you don't wander off again. Uh, it was not my intention. Oh, it never is. It's fine, though. <laughs> Why does everyone assume the worst about me? Ah, you just have one of those faces. What's wrong with my face? I take excellent care of my facial hair. I think it's rather fashionable. You do. I'm kidding. I'm messing. <gasps> Teenagers. What? Teenager. <laughs> anyway alright so we gotta plan we gotta prepare if there's any more questions you wanna ask you could speak to each other you could also say we'll wait until the sun sets and so I'm, I'm going to take to a quick break aka a short rest cause I need one. Oh, I was gonna do a long <laughs> do we have enough time for a long rest um, if you do a long rest, uh, it will it will it will basically be past the time they want to do the seance. Okay, I'll take a short rest. How long were we in this house? Jeez. You were in there basically like after morning. Like when you ran in there, it was like morning had come. And, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, they want to get there by like sunset. Hmm. Oh, thank goodness! I... It's always got to be at night. And you guys just finished the long rest too, so. I, yeah. uh, with one hit die, I healed exactly enough to get back to full. Oh. Yeah. Alright, so are we short resting then? Yeah. Okay. Dang. <laughs> Ooh, max healing. Let's go. Wow, you guys are going good. Luckily, I didn't do anything in that fight, including take damage. Oh, I've already stolen your, some of your lay on hands anyway, so whatever. You took some of my heal. I, I'm just keeping some points on the side in case one of you goes down, so I can just give you a point to be awake again. Yay. Smart thinking. 
Siren. Alright. As you lazily wait throughout the day, the sounds of thunder from last night come back. As you look towards the horizon, it would appear that a storm is brewing. You're not sure in how many hours it will arrive. But during the sunset, the orange sky gets plotted out by gray and black streaks. And eventually, Corey and or Quincy approach the three of you and say, uh, Hello, um, I believe that it is time for us to... Oh, let's uh, get going. We've got a seance to get through. You already got it all set up. Alright, let's do this. Alright. Let's get and this over making, with. Making its way over, they're asking like, does any of you ever get a chance to check out what's under the porch? I think there's something under the porch that would like to kill us all. Let's do I'd that. I'd rather be... I think we should do that first. Check out the porch. I mean, it's in. It's on the way into the house. There's also something down there. I saw things moving down there. Could drag you down there, could kill you. You could die. This time, I'm more prepared. I'd... You can also wake up ghost-touched and being extremely creepy, like Nord. She did not touch me. Can I listen, like, in, investigate the porch, like, see what I can magically... Uh, yeah, as you were saying that, like, Quincy's like, oh, well, like, Corey's like, oh, it's okay, me and Quincy, uh, we still want to strategize a little bit. Come in when you're ready. All right. All right. Happy porch hunting. <laughs> cool. Quincy's just like... <gasps> Uh, Cornelius! And he'll just follow after the turtle man. <laughs> and yeah, the three of you are kind of left at the bottom of the staircase. Okay. Um, before we break open the porch, I'm going to... I have my infusion to make a wand of secrets active, so I'm going to expend a charge of the wand of secrets. Ooh. Remind me what that does. Um, Google time. <laughs> uh, should be on D&D Beyond. Um, you're right, but... Oh. Okay. While holding it, you can use an action to spend one of his charges. If a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of you, the wand pulses at the points at the one nearest to you. Hmm. You gotta make me look at the map. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you go ahead and you raise it up. And just sweep to make sure. Yeah, from where you're standing, um, the porch isn't that big, but uh, in the area that you are detecting at, uh, you don't see any... Uh, it, it basically, you, you pull out your... And I imagine it's not like a wand, it's probably like... It's like a metal like, detector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a beep, 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 beep. Just like this disc at the end of the stick with like this energy crackling on it, yeah. and you're getting a, a negative read. Well, doesn't seem like anything's here. At least no hidden, like, doors or yeah. entrances or anything like that. So, nothing? We can't be dragged anywhere, really. Uh, so, I guess we'll go... Uh, let me lead the way, first of all. I'm fine with that. We go down, and, um... Once we get to a place where, it, like, the spookiness level, like, the ambiance starts to get spookier, I'd like to use a, defi a divine sense. Oh, wait, I thought we were doing the porch. Yeah. Under, I thought we, yeah, I thought we were going under the yeah. porch. All right, so oh, you basically sorry. make your way to the side of the porch, and there's a sort of cross hatching 
underneath, you imagine at some point to keep out things like raccoons and possums. Um, or is it to keep clearly something Clearly not doing in. its job. Um, you find plenty of, of, plenty of, of, of trails going under there, and you kind of pull off and kind of stretch back part of this uh, fencing. And looking underneath of the porch leading up to the base of the house, you see just this kind of sandy, dirty, kind of dropping red, sandy area underneath the porch. And yeah, it's kind of spooky down there, and, and definitely in this light, but there's light kind of coming in on the eastern side of the house, which does illuminate it a little bit, and you all have dark vision, so... Melons! The dim light would, would be considered a uh, bright light for you. Awesome. 60 feet. Gnord is not spooked yet. He walks in. Alright, so the space of this, it's only about uh, three feet high, so you do have to stoop a teensy bit. You imagine if you were a medium creature, you would have to squeeze, but indeed you do not. Gnomes. But yeah, mind if, mind, mind if I go ahead in case something decides to lash out? Eh, fine. Alright. You see, running across your foot, Gnomes, is one of those earwigs. Hey, buddy, what's down there? The earwig stops. Does a little semicircle. Goes back towards you, and you get kind of a sense of... Hungry. So tasty. Now, what do you eat? Juicy. Way young. Okay. Inside. Okay, buddy, you can you can go along. You can and go along the snack time now. And it turns around and continues to now. walk. Bye. I think to go to the left side. Ooh. Okay, I think there might be a bunch of dead bodies that these things have been eating. Oh, that's not fun. And apparently they're juicy, which means they're fresh. Oh no, I'm gonna follow the earwig. Oh, the it's our scouts. It's our scouts. Oh they're no. Dead. Ah. <sighs> the two of them are screaming. Uh, anything, Nord? You want to do anything? Anyone else wants to do? Hmm. <laughs> I'm following the wiggy. I will follow Godonald. All right. As you begin following Godonald, Godonald, you begin kind of trudging through. Um, I will say it's still probably difficult terrain down here because it is all sandy and, and loose. So as you kind of trudge your way through, you begin to um, see that where the earwig is kind of crawling. You see maybe like four or five that seem to be kind of digging towards the sort of back left corner of this front area of the porch. I'm going to go. I'm going to go investigationate it. Alan, what are you doing? Um, the, the, the corner is about 20 feet from the, uh, the entrance space or 30 feet, I should say. Okay. Uh, little, little area access area. Hmm. Can I ready a light crossbow? <laughs> sure, you pull out a crossbow. Uh, what's Nord doing? Gnord is looking around, seeing what other, what kind of spookiness is in this place. All right, besides so, the potential dead bodies. So, Godonald, you start seeing that the earwigs are no longer running in a linear direction, but seem to kind of be crisscrossing paths a little bit. There's about five, there's about 12... 20 of them now kind of just crawling around the space. I'm going to follow and I'm also going to keep my nose open to, you know, for the scent of rotting meat. Well, one of them isn't running one direction, but you see some of them kind of burrow, some pop out a little bit. And they're, they're not going in any linear direction. They're just crisscrossing paths. 
Some are going back the way you came. So I'd like to keep going towards the greater density of bug. Yeah, so um, roll me a survival check then. As you attempt to follow, try to find a pattern among the madness. Alright, 16 on the die, 15. Is Alan, is Alan near Godonald or are you staying near the entrance? Uh, I'm near Godonald. Alright, so you're just kind of keeping back um, your crossbow at the ready. Uh, Nord's just kind of wandering the other direction of the porch, going along the side of the house. Um, go ahead, roll me an investigation, Nord. Oh boy, investigation. Ouch. Go, you little rogue, go. I only have the critter is crawling around at your feet. They just kind of keep looking towards you, Godonald. Hungry, tasty, juicy. Me? Still warm. Wait, you're talking about me? They begin to... What did you roll for your survival? 16. They do kind of begin to converge a little bit. Towards me? Not towards you immediately. Okay. They're about 10 feet closer to where the entrance is between you and the doorway. Some of them begin to dig out, and you start seeing some of them dropping from the wood below. Until you start seeing 50, 60, 100, 200... I'm going to pause. Begin piling up, and, and and you're taken momentarily by surprise as they begin to even swell out of the ground. Hungry! Shit! Oh, shit, 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 shit! Shit! Run! 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 Shit. You are not surprised because you saw that pattern, but we are going to have to roll initiative uh. next time. <laughs> also, Nord, you see something shiny. <laughs> 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 this concludes the house of lament as played by dice carnival please leave us a good rating and consider subscribing on podbean and or following us on twitter music is used with permission by this way to the egress you can find their website in the description below i hope you all stay safe and spook free goodbye <laughs>